Welcome to the Property Experts Podcast by Fantastic Services, where we interview leading landlords, property developers and investors, architects and interior designers. Hi, welcome to another amazing episode of Fantastic Services Property Experts uh, Podcast. This time, we're joined by Vanessa and Fiona from Consult by FD. What we're going to be talking about is a very exciting area to me, which is about working from home. We're going to talk about a little bit about the very smart things you can do now during lockdown and whether you're just temporary. But we're also going to be talking about the long-term area of working from home and maybe even creating your own home office. So um, we want to start off with uh, Vanessa and, and Fiona. It was like, what was your background into interior design? Because both of you have an enormous amount of experience from different fields of it. So if you would like to tell us about it. Yeah, so um, Vanessa and I, we actually met working for a design company um, and uh, we've been, we've both been to college and we've got degrees and diplomas in design. Um, we've got a wealth of experience and we've worked with a really wide range of brands, um, which has kind of given us that experience and that skill in understanding various projects that may come our way. Yeah, because there's a difference between being 22 years old and saying I'm an interior designer because you know how to pick colors and what you guys actually do, because there's a there's there's a science to it as well. There's an art and a science to it. And that what are some of those so science part of it behind it? Um, well, personally, I've got an interior and spatial design degree, um, and I think it's quite important to say that because design is not necessarily just about how something looks, it's about how something feels, um, and it's about spatial awareness. Um, you know, as designers, whenever we walk into a space, it's an automatic response for us to have that emotive connection and kind of understand you know, how places work. People often walk into spaces and they don't, not necessarily understanding of what's gone into the thought of placing certain things in certain places. Um, it's all things that have been heavily researched um, and practiced and, you know, just the way, the way that stairs face in the building is it's very much a thing that's thought out um, and implemented into the design. It's not just about how something looks. And, and there's a difference between the architecture. The architecture is the, is, is, is the room layout and a few other things, and the interior is, is where it is. And it's not just about picking the, the painting, as I can see. It really is about also, I think a lot of it is about light as well. That One of my, my, my big things is about getting the light right. Definitely, definitely. And we, you know, when we work on projects, our ideal scenario is that we are in conversation with the architects. Um, so it's a, it's a collaboration with the architects. So from the very beginning, before there are even walls up, sometimes we're we're thinking about what the interior is going to look like, and I think that's the key to getting a really well balanced space. And, and Fiona, what made you go into this in this this area? Is it something you you were born with? You just walked in and said like that's it. Uh, what what's the um, yeah, I've kind of always had a creative, um, a creative streak, much against my, my dad's wishes. He wanted me to go into a bit more of an academic subject, but my mum always pushed the creativity in us. Mm. Um, and, you know, our home has always been her pride and joy. And I, you know, I've grown up around that. So it's part of me. It's instilled in me. Um, she was very particular about, you know, where she would place furniture, what colours she would choose, what, you know, what our bedrooms looked like. Um, and at a very young age, she gave us that ownership in, you know, looking after our spaces and having pride in it. Nice. Vanessa, I mean, I think I think you touched on something really well as well, Fiona. I mean, Vanessa, I'm going to ask you, um, 
what's the the ultimate goal here? Because it's it's one of the things is like, you know, I'm not trained in this, but I do know when I feel good in a room and I do know when I don't feel good. And I know when I feel cramped or when I actually feel feel in, energized by the room. What what what's the end goal? What what is it you can achieve with these things? No, I, I do think it, it's about well-being. Just as Fiona was talking then, I was thinking back to, um, I, I'm an only child, not that that has that much of an impact, but I would spend a lot of time just moving my room around for, for the sake of it because you know, I had not much else to do. But it always seemed to collide when I felt... Um, if I was a student, you know, if I had exams coming up, I was like, right, okay, I need to, I had to prepare my room for studying, or if I had like an, an exciting new chapter coming up in my life, I always sort of use my space as my haven to prepare me for what, whatever challenge I was facing. Um, and I always felt like that shift, I don't know, sort of empowered me yeah. um, in my life. And I feel um, when people feel comfortable and empowered in their spaces, that's the best time for them to thrive in, in, in their personal and professional lives. No, I agree with it. I mean, and you just know when you're coming into an, an office, this is like, I, I have a very cluttered office, as a lot of people say, but for me, it's like, it's, it's a lot of inspirational things, but it's, it's also down to the individual. There's a bit of subjectivity, but there's also a lot of study in it. I understand. I mean, everything about light, um, you know, uh, I went to school with uh, most of the people I went to school with went out and became architects and they're from Denmark, which is, you know, the Royal College of, um, of, of Architecture there is like the, that's a, the science. And I always thought, oh, well, it's a, it's a creative thing. It's, it's a mix of creative science. And that's why like, it's art and science in one. And it gets extremely interesting once you get into it because the effects of it is so big. So, Let's go back to where the current problem is, because we've got a, a a generation now almost because, you know, a year ago we went into lockdown and we've all been trying to work from home now and some with success, some with failure. Um, some had extra space, some didn't. Um, I think what we can talk about is, is, is some of the quick things that you're thinking about, um, some of the quick things we can do into making the last of it, because I don't think and this is just my, my theory. I don't think this is the end of it. I, on, on the contrary, think it's the beginning of a much wider working from home things. And I, I think we will be more social. And I think that the office space will completely change. And I think that'll be a mix of, of what we use office space for. It's more like a meeting, get together, this kind of stuff versus this. But that's just my view on and what I see from employers and employees. But just take us through some practical help here, because, you know, we got a three-year-old running around in the back um you know the wife's working on her own on, on zoom over there um and so forth and it's like what what's the quick things we can do um well i agree with you i, I think flexible working is in everyone's futures um and this time has probably proven to a lot of employers that um employees can be productive working from home and everyone's lifestyles can slot in really magically one together. But um, in regards to the small transformations that you're talking about to help improve productivity at home, um, one thing I would say is, you know, location and position of where you're going to be working. Obviously the nature of our, all our jobs vary, but most of us, I would say, are at a desk or computer. Um, we would always suggest to sort of try and orientate yourself so you're facing the light that will help you with productivity, the sort of movement outside will help 
you adjust your eyes, it keeps you alert and happy, I think, especially when the days are bright. Um, and we really think that furniture can't be overlooked. So location, bing, that's one. Location, yeah, position. I've also found uh, with me and my husband, we found that depending on what task we're doing, with our working life, you know, we can kind of hot desk around each other. So I have like a sunny spot. I kind of follow the sun around the house during the day. And if I'm just replying to emails and I'm not actually designing or I don't have to be at the desk, I can sort of perch on a chair comfortably. And it sort of breaks up the monotony of, of working really, doesn't it? It gives you little task breaks. Um, so yeah, position and location, like we said, uh, furniture, um, if I wasn't interior designer, I'd probably be retraining as a chiropractor right now because I think the next pandemic is going to be a lot of achy backs and muscles because people are not working in a, on, you know, they're not sitting at appropriate chairs. Um, it's quite dangerous <laughs> in the long term. One of the things uh, as, as like, I, I'm, I remember, um, uh, I can't remember, it's a science fiction writer who was giving us advice at some tech conference and, and he actually said two things. And I think we should translate that into the into the property world or in, into our home design world. Is that what's the two things you spend the most time in? Your bed and your chair, right? You know, some people might spend a lot of time in their, their car, but actually, it's your bed and your chair, right? And then, in some cases, your sofa. A lot of people underestimate the investment they should do on that because if you're looking at it per hour base, just alone on per hour base, like we know that you know, if you're programming your computer, you need to invest in a good computer that's fast that doesn't frustrate you if you're doing 3d designs you need to invest in that and i'd say that the economic chair you know because we spent so much time in it um it's 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 crucial you know anything look at how many hours you spend on something and then look at the investment you're doing it not necessarily because it has to be designer but because it has to be good yeah, yeah. i think lots of people are missing a trick as well um in that we've got all of these offices that are empty um, and they're not using all the furniture. Um, lots of people have been um, just phone your employer and say, look, I'm working from home. I need a better chair. And, you know, most, most cases, they're happy to send the chair home to you um, and it's getting used and you're protecting your back. Um, and it just, it's also, it gives you a bit more of a purpose in that chair, you know, to, and it's, it's, it helps you to separate the work life from the home life as well. If you're sitting in your dining chair working all day, it's not gonna feel any different when you're sitting down to eat your dinner in the same dining chair. If you've got a separate area with separate furniture for working from home, then that, you know, that has a massive impact as well. Exactly, and getting the right hired on your table, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. This so flexibility. Yeah. I think the general consensus is a bit of flexibility um, and being able to adapt and change things. What's, um, the, what's the third sort of thing you're looking at in, 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 in the quick? Lighting. So again, that is really powerful. It has a massive impact. So we've already mentioned ambient lighting, sort of where you can position your desk, but your task light is super um, important as well. You kind of preferably want one with a dimming feature so you can adjust it depending on the time of day. Um, what is your window treatment? Are you allowed to give yourself a bit of privacy? Have you got something that can diffuse the light so you're not getting glare from your screen? Um, and yeah, if you've got a desk light, have a rotating base so that you can direct it to what you're working on or away from what you're working on if you just need a bit of a break for your eyes. What other things are there? Because I, I, I can only nod and say I agree. 
Um, yeah. Really uh, nice. I, um, for, for me, I've always put loads of plants, as you can see, like around where I'm working, foliage. I, it helps with my mood, my productivity. Um, it just makes me happy. I think you need to surround yourselves with things that give you joy because, yeah, especially to during lockdown. I happen to speak to, because um, I'm very interested in plants, I happen to speak to um, a couple of Dutch guys who were doing the plant production and they grew with 300% month on month during lockdown. So definitely we have a number of house plants. Now what happens when we go back to work is our cleaners are going to help to water them because we want to keep those plants. But I think that it was the biggest growth on, during the pandemic was actually plants. Um, it was a, a massive growth and I've seen that at home. What else is there besides plants? Because I, I do like that in the environment. It's not just for the air, but it's like really. Yeah. No. Um, small transformations. Um, we found like having sort of a basket that you can tidy away all your work things into yeah. at the end of the day. You can, you know, you need to balance all facets of your life. You don't necessarily want to be looking at that pile of work when you're trying to wind down for an evening. Um, and also, some of us don't have the space to have a, a desk out all the time. So, our kitchen tables need to transform back to a kitchen table at the end of the day. Um, and I don't know if you, I know if you've got any other. I've got a really good one actually that I, um, it, it literally changed my client's world when we spoke about this option. Um, if, if space allows, bring your furniture a bit more into the room. Um, I moved this lady's sofa I think I moved it about 50 centimetres forward, which meant that we allowed for space for a slimline desk to go behind her sofa, which also meant that when she was finished working and she was sat down at her sofa, her working desk was behind her. So she's not looking at it constantly. It's not a constant reminder that she's at home <laughs> at work. Um, you know, 50 centimetres and it's made the world of difference. Every now and then she texts me to say, I can't believe that's all you did. Um, because it's just something that we just don't think about. I think naturally we're inclined to push furniture right against the walls. Um, but in this scenario, just bring it forward a little bit and try and create other spaces behind you. And, and I think that's that's one of the, the, the key things is like why we were talking to you. I mean, and, and why we got interested in it. It's like I said, I need some help with rearranging this. I can't see my own room. And that's where designers like you guys come in and you really, you know, like understand it. So because we had the same conversation, like, what should I move? Because it's like I'm, I'm being suffocated here and we all got to live here as well when we were working for home. So that's why bringing a third party in like you, you and we did it over video back in the lockdown. So, you know, that was, that was the case, but it's like just that, it was so instant, right? Now, but what, what I look at on the outside of things is that like, like for what we've seen in fantastic services and our removals companies, we've seen people move from two bedrooms to three bedroom. And we've seen people move from the zone one, zone two, up zone three, five and so forth. And there's a change now. People are looking for that extra space because we don't know what's going to happen. Is that lockdown going to be lockdown number 65, which was the one that was caused by whatever variant? Um, but or is it more like we've learned to now work from home, but we realize that we need a little bit more than just those like five things because those five things work fine. And, you know, after three months, you go like, OK, well, I need to go back to the office, um, even though you've done these things then you got back, then you don't go back and so forth. And I was like, now it looks like we are going to be doing some of our work from home. And you've had questions from your clients. So tell us what, what's next, because what's the longer term thing that people are asking for now? Because in the beginning, it's, it's, it, this is temporary solutions. Yeah. So uh, the larger transformations, we're finding clients are trying to make better use of the space that they have. Um, or like you said, they've moved and 
they've done that on purpose because it has a garage. So people are converting garages into offices or, or spare front rooms. They're extending out to the loft or they're looking to invest in creating like a garden studio or you know, transfer, transforming that shed into something far more architectural that can um, support their working from home needs. Yeah. No, and, and, and so, so like, what's the process? You call you guys up um, and then the process is of like, I've got a garage because, you know, um, the garage where, where I used to live, I don't have a garage where I am now, but the garage where I used to live had no windows. I mean, it was like, how was I going to do that into an office? And that's where you guys come in and say like. Yeah, so um, within like perhaps the garden studio, there's, you know, permitted development. So you need to look into the size that you're looking to build, but with many lofts and garage conversions, you, you will need planning permissions. Um, we're working on a project now, we're, we're in the middle of that. So it's sort of ebb and flow process. Um, but it, you know, it's being done every single day. It's really straightforward. And it's a really, if you can afford it, it's like an amazing way to add space to your home. And again, elevate your lifestyle by giving yourselves that spare room. No, I had an amazing apartment once in Islington where on the top floor, um, the uh, the ladder was open, you open up and it was like a semi half greenhouse, half working stuff. And you just had the view of the garden and you could see incredible space. And I remember working from there. Um, and this is like what 20 years ago, but I knew that the, the person who lived in the apartment was a, was a writer before. So I knew that they had, they had really worked from home. Um, it was incredible and to see the difference of that. And it was such a simple way of doing it. They just ladder up, bam, close it down. And then you were sitting there. So I guess you guys can come up with all sorts of creative things that can be done because it is about being creative. Not everybody has the, the chance of, you know, oh, wow, I'm buying one more extra room to do this, but also the room has to be fit for purpose. Right. So what's the process? You go, you go with you guys. I know, Vanessa, you're, you're, you, you and, and Fiona, what are you doing? You're planning them? You're, you're, you're discussing the needs? How, how is this, how's the process? Yeah, well, sometimes with uh, loft conversions, someone's already got an architect on board. So the planning permissions are in place and then they get us involved to come and help with the, the design. For example, I'm working with a client at the moment and we, she can't quite decide where she wants the bathroom. So we've done a few different alternative lay, layouts so she can see what, size the bedrooms would be based on moving bathrooms around. Um, uh, I, I feel like a lot of people are put, like, intimidated by using interior designers because they think that it's out of their grasp or that we're gonna be extortionate amount of money. Um, but what we find with our clients is that they're really pleasantly surprised because working with a designer, you normally, you're normally entitled to unlock a lot of their trade discounts. So we can actually save you money in the long run. And it, in some of our projects, it's actually paid for our design fees. Mm. So they sort of break even um, working with us. They get, um, well, if I can say so myself, much more uh, desirable interior. Well, I think um, also maybe just ping-ponging around it because of it's, 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 if, it's, if it's you and your partner discussing it at home, it's like, no, I don't like that colour, that colour. That's what it ends up with. And yeah. actually what you should be discussing is not that, but where the sofa should be, yeah. um, you know, the colours, you know. You've so got absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain, such as a great interior. Um, and, and we know we have a lot of knowledge about, like, the sofas or products, and, and we know where to source um, for example, bathroom tiles or materials and something that you might not have, have considered before. Um, so 
Yeah, I think that there's no need to be intimidated to use an interior designer. It's, it's really just having someone really help you um, make your vision for your space come to life. And and Fiona and I, like our favourite part of the project is we, we've obviously aesthetics are so important and the style of, of your home, but we like to balance that with function. A lot of us have children, you know, we need to allocate space for those coats and those boots and those wellies, etc. So, um yeah, you can have it all. You can have a beautiful space, but that functions and, for and, family's needs. And I, I remember one thing. Um, we talked about IKEA or prefab, um, prefabricated furniture versus bespoke furniture. Um, we've talking about talking. We've spoken about that before. Um, it's something that that, that interested me because I'm I was used to prefab, and it's like that's the size it is. And then suddenly, wow, you can really get fitted things. And it's actually price-wise, it actually comes out um, affordable as well. Uh, take us through some of this stuff here, and because you also do that, right? Yeah, I think IKEA do. Well, we can do great hacks with IKEA, but I'll let Fiona. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what you're, what you're, you're, one of your specialities is Fiona, right? So, so I say that again. It's one of your specialities. Is yes, is well, bit, so not, think, not just IKEA hacking, but furniture in that one. Yeah. No, definitely our. It's, it's always better, like touching on function, it's always better to have something built to what your exact needs are. Um, and, you know, whilst we all appreciate the readiness availability of prefab, um, in the long run, you're always gonna think, oh, I could have done with this, this size, and I could have done with, you know, a rail here. And, and I just think you're, you're better facilitating your lifestyle and um, what your requirements are if you're building something for purpose. Mm. Um, and especially, you know, if in a working from home situation, there's some great companies out there who are building, you know, whole walls of storage. Um, and it means that you can shut things away, you can slide things open. Um, speaking about having children, a, a, a wall of storage that you can just put all their toys in and shut the cupboard is, you know, is heaven. Um, and but in saying that it is an investment having bespoke furniture made um, and if you're wanting something a bit more of a quick fix then maybe consider a bit more of a hybrid um, so buy prefab but then have something purpose-built around that that's built into that um, so I think you know there are different there are different levels um, depending on what your requirements are there's always a way around it um, and that's kind of where our expertise lies in that we can see something and think right we can adapt this to this according to your budget and there's you know there's always a way to make sure that you're getting the most function out of something as possible but Fiona you've also been in furniture for you know um, a while I was not gonna say the years but you've been in you've been furniture for the while and also sourcing and designing um and being involved in design and also in, in purchasing in, in a very very large retailers um so you have a breadth of knowledge of what is out there on prefab what's out there on prefab on the higher level and then what is what is available on, on the bespoke side of things because i wouldn't know you know it's like i'll go to one website and i'll look at it and i was like well and i'll go to two three others and i'm like does that fit and that fit and i think that's the that that to me is the huge help with it is like no, what, definitely. you know side disc is not a side disc you know <laughs> it's like no, no. and that's the thing with hiring a designer is that we're in the industry we're seeing things all the time. Products are brought to us all the time. So we've got like a really wide range of knowledge of what's out there and what's available to you. Um, whereas, you know, people independently shopping for themselves, um, that, you know, we haven't got the time to be scouring the internet for, yeah, especially with the shops not being open. We haven't got the time to be scouring the internet looking for that perfect product that actually doesn't exist. 
Um, but we've got that knowledge to say, well, yeah, you could you could do this and you could do this, or we could adapt this. Um, but also shipping times have changed a lot. I ordered something in June um, that hasn't arrived yet. Um, you know, we're talking about eight, nine months later now. Uh, it was ordered and paid for. It hasn't arrived yet. Uh, got stuck somewhere in the middle of a process of two factories not working together. Exactly. So. Now is the time to get bespoke because you're having to wait for the prefab stuff anyway. So you might as well um, just, you know, go for it and just take that leap. Yeah. No, but it's 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 so refreshing to hear because it's, it's something that I didn't think about that until I, you know, until until I had the, the, the age or the money for it. But I actually found out that it wasn't that much more expensive. That was what shocked me as well. It was like, wow, this is affordable. And suddenly it really fits versus, you know, it's somewhere there. Then some some wires came somewhere and, you know, little one unplugs. Wire it. management is the, is the one, isn't it? I'm waiting for the whole world to be wireless. You know, that's been my dream since I was a child. Like wires is my number one bane of, of annoyance, yeah. Also, I just, like, there's a massive wave about shopping small at the moment. And, and it's rather rewarding to also give a car, you know, a local carpenter the work instead of giving your mm. your money to a retail giant. Um, and we, we found that the longevity of the bespoke cabinetry that we've made um, has really lived on for clients. And and we sometimes find that when you buy off the shelf that you, you can possibly replace it a little bit more often. Yeah, and I think I think you know one of the things we're doing in Fantastic now is is that we said we said we said sustainability, and we really look deep into the sustainability on the background of it. And this is where there's a lot of guys coming out and say, "Oh, we're doing sustainable furniture." And this is another thing I want to touch point a little bit on is on sustainability and the um, durability of furniture. Um, you know, we 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 say in the something cleaning, uh, repairing, and and maintaining is actually more sustainable than replacing. Right, that's that's my, my number one goal on it, or buying new, um, and that's one of the things we're we're going for now, which is why we're we're getting so active in the handyman space and in the repair space of of, of furniture. But um, I think that a bit like the fast fashion industry, we got into fast furniture industry, and I think that became like, oh well, you got to have that one. Then three months, three months later, maybe six months later, you got to have that one. It might not be as fast as the fashion because the fashion can last a week, right, or two weeks. Um, with furniture, it was a little bit more. I think that there's a bit of the fast, fast, fast furniture industry, and I think that's also one thing with the with the bespoke, um, because one thing was that furniture suddenly became very affordable and extremely cheap, mm. but it is fast furniture, and it is also like well. Is there a durability on it? It's like we do a lot of IKEA assembly, and then a, a lot of guys, a lot of our clients will ask us, "Can you please put a, this stuff here? We know how to make an IKEA furniture not fall over in in the first two years, um, so it actually will last longer." Because yes, there's there's the doors in the IKEA great, but you know when you can replace those cheaper than the whole thing. But if the cabinet itself isn't strong enough, so sometimes we'll put extra things on the inside of the cabinet to make it last longer and so forth. Because it's, if it's storage, if it actually has to be used a lot it'll fall apart. Um, and those are the kind of the things. So, so, so like, what, what, what do you think is the future of, of sustainability on furniture? And what can we do as consumers or as designers? I think it's the bespoke stuff that we've really got to, you know, a really, a really well-made cabinet is gonna last you, you know, generations. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why, you know, we have things passed down from our grandparents that have, you know, we go to antiques fairs and there's chairs, you know, all the classics from the, the Danish designers. Yeah. And they, they, they're things that have been made really well. They're not 
you know, run off of a conveyor belt, really. It's not mass produced. No. They are things that have been made really well and they've been made to last. Um, but lots of these fast um, furniture providers now are, they're not designing for things to last because it's cheap. It, it's not going to last you for generations. It's cheap stuff that's going to last you maybe a season if you're lucky. Um, or if no one sits on it or uses it. Um, it's, 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 it's the bespoke stuff that's made by a really, you know, a, a carpenter who takes pride in his work and his thoughts are, this is going to have to last years. This is going to go and go and go, um, you know. I think um, parents have things in, in their houses that they've had passed down from their grandparents. And I think we just have to, we have to really think about that now. Hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say a lot of our, our projects that we curate it, it's we want to add interest to a room you don't want to walk into everyone's houses and it just feels like a stamp of the other one you, you want to oh well, that's yeah, yeah, room, right? tell me the story behind that like for example this little piece behind me yeah. it's like a teak uh side for... table I found it on eBay for a hundred and 50 pounds and the number of people that like ask me about it or want to buy it off me and I'm like no this one's not for sale you know like it's it this I hope will inspire and aspire to be inherited by my children one day and um and it just makes us all have a bit of personality and you guys are good at sourcing those things because I, I I you know there's there's something about the fast way and it's also like I'll oh, click the button bam then I got this carpet right and I was like I there's you know, try not to show it here, hiding it on the video. But 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 I I, I understand your idea um, of 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 the the pieces, and they don't have to be expensive. That was another thing. They don't have to be expensive. Um, well, uh, yeah. Well, for that for that cabinet, I, I got it for a steal. But um, the, there are amazing markets out there. Um, sometimes people can't get them to them, but a lot of um, retailers are sort of you know now taking photos of there's loads of websites where you can get vintage pieces online um is it vinterios like one beautiful um and these things have like stories don't they they have a, they have a life cycle um and and definitely and <laughs> um, yeah and, and definitely worth investing in mm. no I, I i agree with that so what's the next steps like like in, in this case here, right? I'm I'm looking at now. I now you've got my interest. I'm gonna make that spare room into um, into an office, um, perhaps office slash gym. <laughs> you know, um, what's the next step? What would it be? Because I, I actually think that idea of office slash gym. You know, then I've got the both yeah. of them in one. Yeah, yeah. But if you had a built-in cabinets. You could slide the gym away. You can put your gym equipment back. Your yoga mat. Right. What's the, the next step? How do we get involved with Consult by FD? It's we'll. Well, we've got, we've got our website, www.consultbyfd.com. Um, you can contact us. There's, on every single page, there's a link to be able to just contact us straight away. Um, and it, it kind of starts with just a conversation. It's just a really relaxed conversation about what your requirements are, what you're looking for. Um, and then we'd arrange a consultation with you, whether that be on site, in your home, um, or whatever your space is. And then we follow up with some um, mood boards, some spatial planning layouts, um, and then we take it from there. And then what, 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 what kind of fees does that cost? Is that, uh, you know, this is where I said like, it starts from, or what kind of fees is no, it? We're here for the small transformations or large transformations, but every project is unique. So it really does depend on, on the scope of works and how much detail um, you're looking for. For example, we were talking about 
cabinetry you know if you want to draw draw up um something like that for your for your trade um then that's going to take a little bit more information we want to know how you're going to use your space or your you know productivity needs but um we are approachable and like i said previously that a few clients have actually found that we've saved the money in the long term because they've had the best of both worlds they've had a great design and they've had discounts on the products that we've procured you know how to source furniture you know how to get the carpentry you know how to do these kind of things yeah on our website we're outlining we've got like three design packages so it's a bit pick and mix you can just take the design and then if you're quite independent and want to take that away yourself and in your own time install and do um, so, so, so you really have a starter one and then you have on to the whole we can source everything for you but then we can hand you over the shopping list so as and when you can you you do it in your own time or when your budget allows but we're also here to project manage like we have great rapport with tradesmen and you know we have so much experience being on site that's that's really where you get the, the fine design because it's the implementation and making sure that absolutely that, not the mistakes, but when you get on site, there's always, there's always, always something. And it's your reaction to the problems that makes the difference. We are there to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, I did the design and everything else. And then that's not what I <laughs> see on this one, right? That, that, you know, so because of the implementation, then you realize there's something else. So, so that, I guess that's, yeah. that's the real frame of mind. Well, I mean, you know, if, if we're talking about the essence of, of, of a business, right, of, of something, you know, um, and I was like, like, like we started out with discussing a little bit about your background in coming into it. And I was like, I like, what do you think? Because there was a big trend a couple of years ago about, you know, opening up the kitchen and getting that into that you can sit somebody, like one child is eating while you're still cooking the rest for the rest of the dinner and this stuff here. What, what trends are you seeing now in the home, uh, especially now, let's say, let's say lockdown and post lockdown, what are you seeing now besides the, the office? What are you seeing now that's going on? What's the essence of what, what people are wanting now? Because I know a lot about the gardening space. I'll tell you, people are loving their outdoor space. Our gardening has, has, has grown and people are really like, like they want to have that, you know, I call it the outdoor space or the green space. So when they have the luxury of having a garden, it's like, whoa, they're really invested in getting the plants, the trees and the, and the landscaping and the architecture in there. Um, what are you seeing on the interior side of things of what people are looking for? So funny enough, um, you know, everyone previously have gone crazy for the, the open space, the open plan kitchen and living area where you can see what's happening everywhere. Um, and people have now, as probably as a result of lockdown, people are craving for their own space and their own time. Um, so people are putting walls up left, right and centre. But for me, that feels a bit, it feels a bit too permanent. And I think, you know, eventually we're going to go back to that phase where we want everything to be open again. Um, so just a bit of flexibility, things like introducing screens into the space, um, which gives a little bit of privacy for an area, um, but it doesn't completely block something out. I think that's um, that's really one of the things that's really gonna gonna be of interest now. Um, just the the flexibility again, a flexibility of a space. Yeah, I I remember that like like when you're looking at old Western stuff, like you know the bathroom was actually just because they put this folding thing out, and that you know, that was the bathroom versus the bedroom, right? It's like uh, bath, now it's a bedroom. Now it's a. Uh, I think I think I think, and it's also it, it makes 
space more usable? I mean, when you're looking at really tiny housing in in, in New York and in, in central uh, central in central Tokyo, I mean, you know, I've seen some folding things that I was like, that's a kitchen and a toilet, or what is it? You know, I've seen some funny things traveling the world on on small properties and what's like. So now it's bedroom, living room, and kitchen mixed with the toilet. I mean, you know, who knows? And I've seen a, a bathtub which was the size of I think it was 50 centimeters but you were sitting in it rather than lying in it and, and all these other things. So there's a, there's enormous about the things, but I think the flexibility, you're absolutely right. I, um, I actually think trends are sort of being thrown out the window a little bit by people because um, well, all, all year we've had, um, we've been bombarded with really dark rooms, a lot of panelling, um, which are all beautiful in their own right, but um, they've slightly become little replicas of each other but i find that people are being a bit more adventurous with their own tastes so do you think the trend is actually that we're starting to listen to ourselves when we're inside our room yes and that and that brings me back to sourcing vintage furniture you know we're not all going to the same retailer for the same sofa and the same side table we're all i think we're trying to yeah it's given us time giving us a home on what we like and because we spent so much that time at home we are yeah just well, it was one of the things I saw, and you know, I grew up in Denmark, and you know, almost six months of the year we spend inside. So one of the reasons that we talked about Danish furniture before is like I give you a reason why um, in the fifties and why those Anna Jakobsen and and and, and PK and these stuff here and why the the real function was on this stuff here. So because you spent six months of the year inside your home, now you've seen it with the lockdown how it is, and you know suddenly wow, my space matters. It's a big change for me moving to Britain many many years ago, and I'm like well why haven't you got um, this kind of chair and this kind of stuff? Because it's like, it's like, so it's very different from seeing the Scandinavian world of it. And I think that people have experienced that thing of being inside for that long. And it goes like, wow, that chair just fills me with energy. You know, um, you're looking at it and going like, wow, that Eames is just, and it's just like, you can look at it again and again. And it's like a plant. It, it just, it brings energy out. Whereas I'm looking at that chair and I'm going like, um, it's a plastic chair that folds. Um, it gives me nothing. Right. Yeah. There's no there's no charge. And so I think I think the essence of this and, and you, you you really said it so well is the essence of this is like it's becoming a home. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it is about that energy we're getting from it. So I want to thank you very much for being on the Fantastic Services Property Experts uh, podcast. It's really interesting. We'll put all of your details downstairs, uh, down um, underneath, not downstairs, but down <laughs> underneath so that we'll have it on your page. On the um, And also, guys, it's Consult by FD. Fiona and Vanessa, it's been a real pleasure having you on this podcast. And I'm, 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 I'm going to hopefully hear more and do more and we'll do this again. We'll talk about what, what what's happening in new trends, but also what what is possible. I would love to see more of things that are possible because I think that our ideas were limited to what the Ikea catalog or what the John Lewis walking through the store or the heels walking through those stores in the old days was that that's the colors we pick. I think that now that we didn't have that, we are actually allowed to pick for ourselves on what yeah. colors work for me. And I think that to me is, is a much more important thing than, 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 okay, well, that's what's trendy because we didn't have the time for it. I think that having someone helping us with the time, because we all know that the most precious thing we have in this life is time, um, because that's what's forever is ticking off. But it's also where it should bring us back pleasure. So thank you so much for your time and being on the Fantastic Services Property Expert podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. I got to celebrate life.